Are you tired, frustrated, and feel stuck? Are you a high-performing business professional, entrepreneur, and you are not getting the results you desire or you hit a ceiling? Have you been around the block and tried many modalities? You are in the right place. The answer, my friend, is in the little-known brain-soul connection. Welcome to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your dream life. Your host, Louise Schwartzwalter, created a five-part mind-body-soul methodology that clears the subconscious blocks to success. You are a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. The seed of all you need is already within you. From engaging transformational interviews, brain-soul success stories, and secrets shared by health, wellness, and spiritual experts, you will reconnect, revitalize, and transform your powerful life. It's time for you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brain Soul Success Show. And again, you're in for another real treat. We have Dr. Tabitha Barber with us today. So excited you're with us today. And you are a triple board certified obstetrics and gynecology. You work with menopause and also functional medicine. So you've blended, haven't you? Conventional and and functional so beautifully, so beautifully. Um, So she has this amazing, unique situation of being licensed to practice both medicine and over half the country. So you have the ability to work with her with functional physician virtually. So she can do the functional medicine piece as well as she has the medicine piece. Um, You're the host, I love this, of the Gutsy Gynecologist Show, where you share your wisdom and your unique perspective with women everywhere to help them reclaim their health. And you're also a keynote speaker, a mentor, a wife, and a mom, and a grandma. And you incorporate your functional medicine into your women's health practice. And you're able to provide women with the tools they need to really optimize their health and their happiness. And I think what I love about you, Dr. Tabitha, is you, you have that spiritual side too. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, I am too. Um, I've been wanting to talk with you for a while now. So as we dive in here, I'm just even curious, how did you even choose to become a gynecologist in the first place? (laughs) Oh my goodness. So that's kind of an important question because I was a wild child. I was not interested in academics or going to school. I had, I didn't like authority. So Um, I really was going to be a rock star when I grew up and in 11th grade, I got pregnant and dropped out of high school. And when I got pregnant, I had to go on Medicaid and food stamps. And I had a doctor assigned to me because I didn't really have a choice in the matter. Right. And so I got Mm -hmm. an old gentleman who was on the verge of retirement and he made it clear to me that he did not want to take care of me, that I was a burden. He, you know, was mad at me for whatever choices I had made up to that 16 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a very traumatic delivery with him. And unfortunately, a lot of things were done to me and nothing was explained. Looking back, it's horrifying to see everything I went through. Mm-hmm. But I came out of that not only a woman, but a changed woman. And I 
I hear heard clearly from God tell me like, you need to become a physician and help women not go through what you went through. You need to help them have a voice and a choice in their care. And so all of a sudden, like stuff was important to me and I realized I could do well in school and I could succeed because I believed in myself and I had a a drive and a purpose. And so I got my GED, I went to a community college, I got the good grades and I ended up in medical school. So I did all the right stuff, right? And fast forward 10 years, here I am a successful doctor. I'm chief of staff of the hospital, chief of the department, running the practice, and I'm miserable. I'm miserable and I'm broken. My body's barely functioning. And it's because I was giving to everyone for so long mm-hmm. and I was, you know, broken in a broken system. So here I, I went into medicine to help women. And I, I just had this epiphany, like, I'm not really helping them. You know, they're mm-hmm. having their appointments. They see me, they feel good because I listen and I care but I never really fixed their problems. They keep coming back with new problems. And Mm -hmm. I started to see patterns of women compounding their issues. And what I was doing was hurting them and making things worse. And so everything kind of culminated with a back injury. And I got to the point where um, one night I couldn't walk away from the C-section table. Like I literally had to just bend over and lay there because my back wouldn't let me walk. Mm. And um, so I went to the surgeon, right? Because that's what you do. And (laughs) he asked me into surgery. I took six weeks off. I had surgery and I came back. And my third night on call, I re-injured and couldn't move. Oh, wow. It was devastating, right? It was already hard enough to take six weeks off and not see patients. And I had young children, like I did nothing for six weeks. I was a good patient and for it to not work was devastating. So I went back to the surgeon and I thought, okay, he's going to have the answer. Right. Mm -hmm. And he said, Oh, back surgeries, like Lay's potato chips. You can't have just one. And I thought, are you kidding me? I'm not even 40 years old. And he wants to put rods and screws in my back. And he said, you're just going to herniate above and below those areas. And it's going to be a process. You're just going to need these surgeries. And I said, time out. Like, this is insane to me. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact that it was impacting me and my life was just crazy. So I did the unthinkable and I took four months off of work. I I literally told my office, I have to fix me. This is not the solution. I don't know what the solution was. And I would love for your listeners to understand like conventional doctors, they're Mm -hmm. so busy and so exhausted that they don't even know what's going on with the rest of the world. Like I never had heard of functional Mm -hmm. medicine. I'd never Mm -hmm. watched daytime television. I'd never seen Dr. Oz. I didn't read all the books that came out like from Mark Hyman and all these things. Like Mm -hmm. I literally, when my free time, I would sleep, you know? And so I I didn't know what the answer was, but I knew I had to leave conventional medicine to find it. And as soon as I did that, I found the world of functional medicine. And lo and behold, here I am years later, 
never having had a second back surgery, I'm back to running and lifting weights and playing with my kids and doing nice. all the amazing things. But I learned so much about how the conventional gynecology is failing women. It's like, once your eyes are opened, you can't go back. Right. So right. world has changed since then. It's been pretty crazy. You've had two wake up calls kind of in your life. So yes. that, that first one, when you were so young and pregnant, you know, that puts you on the track to even become a doctor in the first place. And then, like you said, when you were practicing in conventional medicine, and that was well, actually there's three here. And then the, and then their back injury, when you needed conventional help or, and had to, had to seek that out and then realize that that wasn't the right path for the yeah. future of that. Yeah. And that was like the hardest thing ever because mm-hmm. we are, it's ingrained in us to do the safe, stable thing. You know, I sure. have salary job. I had the 401k. I had the success and the notoriety. I would go around town and people knew that was the doctor that delivered my baby. And to the outside world, people thought I was crazy for giving all that up, you know, but sure. sometimes you have to do the hard stuff because there's better stuff on the other side. You know? Yes. Yes. So congratulations on making those decisions and following, following that path. Yeah. And listening to your heart. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to is I just, I stay in tune with my higher power and I always just ask for guidance and wisdom. Like I know I'm not going to get the answer necessarily, you know, and I don't need to come up with the answer. That's what I've learned is you ask for help and you believe the answers will come and then they always do. That's they always do. Yes, absolutely. So you have that beautiful faith. I can tell you have that faith. You know, what do you what so what is functional gynecology? I know you have that term. Um I know you're blending things, but can you describe that? What does that really mean? Yeah. So I, I would love for your listeners to realize that gynecologists, first and foremost, are surgeons. We're not hormone experts. I think that's very shocking oh. to people to know that. Yes. We go to gynecologists and they do our annual exams. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're just the pap smear doctor. You know, we must understand hormones and all of those intricacies. But the truth of the matter is I spent four years in a surgical residency. I spent my four years learning how to do a hysterectomy five different ways, how to remove endometriosis and fibroids and deliver babies and do procedures in the office. I didn't study the intricacies of the endocrine system and the thyroid system and how they impact our hormones and all of these things. Like only thing I learned was you have a period, it slows down, it stops. Here are your synthetic options for replacement. Like it, I learned about as much as the family practice doctor. And so Mm -hmm. women would come to me with their hormone complaints. And I had a few tools in my toolbox. You could use a birth control pill to literally override your own hormone production. Mm -hmm. Or I could use something like an IUD, which has progestin hormone in it, or a surgical procedure to get rid of the symptoms that you came in complaining with. So it's very much band-aid approach of how do we get rid of your symptoms quickly? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that never addresses the root of why your body has those symptoms. So right. 
heavy periods are like the perfect mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. So heavy periods indicate that there's an imbalance in the estrogen and progesterone. And mm-hmm. so if you come in and complaining of that, I'm going to give you a birth control pill, a Mirena IUD, an endometrial ablation or a hysterectomy. That is actually being caused by estrogen dominance, which doesn't ever get diagnosed or addressed in conventional gynecology. So we're just putting all these band-aids on. And what I noticed was this pattern of women going through all those treatments, Mm -hmm. three to five years later, coming back to their annual visits and saying, oh yeah, I just got diagnosed with breast cancer. Like it was completely unrelated. And I finally put two and two together and thought they just continue to have this hormone imbalance going on that is not being addressed because they got rid of the nagging symptoms that were screaming at the patient, like, listen, listen, listen. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I went through that too. Yeah. And and I, when I think about even women now in their thirties, so 30 to 40 year olds, I'm hearing more and more. And it's not always the breast cancer thing, but it definitely is the hormonal imbalances. I would love to know even the percentage on that. Do you have any idea? It feels huge to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So here's the problem. When I went to medical school 20 some years ago, perimenopause was the one to two years before menopause, before you completely stopped having your periods, you had this transition of a little bit of irregularity. They would space out, you would skip some months and then you would stop. There wasn't all of these disorders of hormone imbalance and fibroids, endometriosis. Those were all really uncommon. Like it was exciting in medical school to have a case of that, to be able to see it. And now it's very commonplace. So Mm -hmm. just in the past few decades, it has multiplied. And the problem is multiple fold, but one of the biggest is environmental toxins. We're living in a a world that we never have in history. Like Mm -hmm. literally we have thousands of chemicals that we have created in a lab that did not exist 70 plus years ago. Our great, great grandmothers never had to live with all of the xenoestrogens that get into our body and send hormone signals. So we are Mm -hmm. combating that all day. And it starts before we're even born. We start getting it through the placenta Mm -hmm. when we're little, everybody's, you know, giving babies plastic and all of the plastic is full of hormone disruptors. And so this Mm -hmm. just goes on throughout life. The other big piece is women are wanting to have it all, do it all and be it all now, right? Like we really were running companies. We are like, we're the boss of our families. We're, we're coaching little league and soccer, and we're trying to be in shape and look good and go out and have fun with their girlfriends. And all of that requires cortisol and chronic cortisol production, which steals Mm -hmm. our progesterone and causes estrogen dominance as well. And what has really become apparent in the past couple of years is alcohol use in women. So it Mm -hmm. used to be really uncommon for women to drink alcohol. It was, you know, a special occasion. You didn't do that very often. And since the pandemic, especially women have taken to it on a daily basis. They're using it because I've had a bad day. I deserve it. I'm stressed out. I can't sleep. Like they have all the reasons and I get it. I, I lived it too. 
But every time that your liver has to metabolize alcohol, it doesn't metabolize your estrogen. It puts your own endogenous hormones to the back burner to handle this some foreign stuff from the outside. And mm-hmm. so what we see is all kinds of estrogen recirculating and going down a bad pathway called 4-hydroxyestrone. And that is what increases your risk of breast and uterine cancer. And mm-hmm. so, you know, f- over the past 40, 30 years, we've really just had this culmination of all these effects coming together. And now the disease processes and women are just out of control. Like now yes. it's really common to, for people to say, oh, perimenopause is 10 to 15 years long. That is not correct. It's an imbalance. It's a hormone imbalance. We should not be imbalanced for 10 to 15 years. We should be cycling until we go into menopause and our ovaries fail. That is how God created our bodies to be. But mm-hmm. we don't stop to say, what are we doing to affect our body's function? And so functional gynecology is like getting to that root and fixing that stuff. Because I tell women, mm-hmm. hormone imbalance is the result of something. It's not the cause of your issues. It's usually the result of adrenal dysfunction, gut issues, liver mm-hmm. issues, other things going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I see it so much more common today, like you said, than ever before, you know, and then we have it compounded with the stress of the pandemic that we just went through, you know, so a lot more stress. I see it as an energy field piece too. Mm -hmm. So I like to work in the field because the field affects the physical. So I see when we clear those stressors in the field, it can also help balance the cortisol even if we still are giving an adrenal support, you know, or something for the the cortisol levels or balancing estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, whatever we have to do. But you're right. It's it's the environment. You know, I see it as a big whole environmental piece. Um, I was a pesticide activist in Illinois when I was super sick and I work with the mayors through the state. It was when I became so angry. (laughs) I was just like on a rampage. And when I look back on that, oh my gosh, that, that messed up everybody's hormones, you know, and I also see it as a big, big cause of breast cancer and prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without a yeah. doubt. And yeah. Our government doesn't want to acknowledge it. They're, they're probably not going to the food industry completely drives our, you know, disease processes. We can't rely mm-hmm. on them. So we do need to be our own health advocates and wake up like you did and you were trying so hard to get people to see. And so that's Mm -hmm. why these kind of podcasts are so important because I will tell you, I was a physician and I didn't know how much food is manipulated and um, destroyed in our country to create addiction and malnourishment and all of these other chronic disease issues, but it really is. And so it's like, we're, we're getting it from all angles and we have to wake up and fight, you know, but I would love to speak to that piece about the energy, because what I find is women feel like their bodies are failing them. They feel Mm -hmm. they're angry. They hate their bodies. It's whether it's how they physically look or how they feel. I hated my body for a long time for being in so much pain all of the time and not being able to press through, like, why can't, 
why am I falling asleep at lunch? It's like, well, you literally haven't slept in three days. So (laughs) we we look at it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. You know, we're getting mad at the wrong thing and you can't heal a body you hate. And when you have those internal feelings, whether they're subconscious or conscious, you're putting them out into the universe, you're literally going to get more of the same. And so if you focus on the pain, you're going to feel more pain. And of course, you know, I would just love for women to understand that healing requires a a total mindset shift. You cannot like balance your way out of that with just hormones and glandulars, right? Right. No, you can't. You know, um, I figured out that you have to work physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and feel. And that when you did it all together, it stuck. And it was from my own journey, similar to your journey, just different, right? I crashed and had chronic fatigue and MS and fibromyalgia, all these labels, you know, and had to find my way back. Well, just changing to organic. I mean, I changed to organic food before there were any gluten-free diets. There were no gluten-free cookbooks. I had to create my own recipes. <laughs> there were a lot of flops, but um, learn to use the rice flour. It falls apart, you know, so you have to figure all that out. But, uh, but I remember doing all that and just thinking, wow, you know, and I had no idea I was at the forefront of all this. Yeah. I just I'm felt so I had to do it to get well. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad there were people like you because I remember having patients like you every once in a while, you know, and they would say stuff to me like, oh, I got rid of gluten or I'm fixing my adrenal fatigue. And I literally didn't know what they were talking about and I didn't have time to go research it. And so, you know, looking back, it was going on for a long time, but here's the sad truth. It's still like that. If you go to a conventional medicine doctor today, they're still Mm going to disregard that stuff. I still get patients all the time who are, have had breast cancer. They see their oncologist and their oncologist literally tells them it doesn't matter what they eat. They, they ask for diet advice and things like that. And oncologist says, it doesn't really matter. If your cancer is going to come back, it will come back. And I just think, man, we are failing women. We are failing them. Yes, you're so, yeah, you're absolutely. So how do you do that? How do you deal with that? Because I know you deal a lot with gut health, with the functional medicine piece, you know, so how can, what what are some um, tips, secrets, strategies that you can share with us for us to really know how to take care of ourselves? especially if we're feeling off in some way. So if women are feeling off and they're getting more fatigue or they got heavy periods, what can they do to change that? Yeah. I love just first getting in tune with how you're feeling and what you did for the previous three days before that to see how it correlates. Okay. Food issues they, they might take two or three days to show up, you know, the IgG branch of the immune system, which is responsible for most food sensitivity reactions has a 48 to 72 hour lag. So by the time Mm -hmm. you are done eating the dairy, you're getting the eczema or the acne or the nasal congestion. You don't even remember that you ate that half a container of ice cream. Like you've totally forgotten at that point. Mm -hmm. So it's really worth like starting to be mindful and pay attention to what you're doing. And 
like I said, with the alcohol, that's a big issue for women not being able to sleep chronically. So they might use it initially to make themselves fall asleep, Mm -hmm. but chronic alcohol causes you to wake up at two or three in the morning because your blood sugar drops and your liver is struggling to metabolize all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's really common for women to get in this worst dysfunction of sleep cycle issues and drink more and they're, they really need to drink less and stop and stop. Of course. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. And realize that our bodies just, we were made to reproduce. We were not made to take in all those toxins. So I tell everybody, you got to do the foundational stuff like you did. You clean up the diet. You look Mm -hmm. at the environmental toxins. You try to pick organic non-GMO foods that are actually going to help you and not hurt you. I find it more important to, to get rid of the seed oils and start eating more healthy oils more than anything, because those seed oils like vegetable oil, canola oil, sunflower oil, damage our cell membranes where all hormones bind to the receptors to send the signals. And so if your cells are always inflamed, you, it doesn't matter what your hormone levels are. You're not going to hear the signals properly. So you know, I grew up in the era of low fat, no fat. We were taught to be afraid of cholesterol and fat. And yes, it turns out cholesterol is actually the backbone ingredient to make your hormones and for your cell membranes. So healthy fats are essential to women and we don't eat enough of them because they were villainized. And So we have all this bad information that we've been given over the past 20 years, you know, and now we're trying to undo it all. Just like the birth control pill. I'm all for the pill. I used it to not have a second baby and to get through med school. Right. But Mm -hmm. it comes with risks. And if I would have known, I wouldn't have stayed on it so long because it depletes your vitamins and minerals. It causes leaky gut it is synthetic hormones that shut down your own hormone production. And, you know, it's very evident that since the inception of birth control pills in the sixties, breast cancer has risen dramatically. And oh, interesting. no, one, no one's going to address that. Mm-hmm. fact. But I will tell you the women's health study that came out in 2002 saying the synthetic progestin in that study had a small increase of risk of breast cancer. That's what's in birth control pills that we take for 30 years. And so we tell ourselves it's safe until we hit menopause and then it's not safe anymore. So, you know, that's not going to get studied. It would cause a huge uproar in this country, but I just want women to think about what they're putting in their body and think, do I actually need this for birth control? Cause if I don't, if I'm taking it for, mood swings or acne or other issues, maybe figure out why you're having those issues. Acne is usually a gut problem, right? Mood swings are usually a gut problem. (laughs) (laughs) Hormone imbalance is usually a gut problem. (laughs) So like, unfortunately, that's why I call myself the gutsy gynecologist because every time I go to balance women's hormones, I have to fix their gut because- The microbiome totally is dependent on whether or not you recirculate your hormones or excrete them out in the stool. You have certain bacteria that 
change what happens. There's actually bacteria that produce an enzyme called beta-glucuronidase. This mm -hmm. enzyme will cut the garbage tag off the estrogen that your liver works so hard to put on and send out to the stool for removal. But if you have that bacteria, it will take the garbage tag off and you'll reabsorb the estrogen. And then if you're constipated, it gives your stool more time to reabsorb more estrogen. And so the cool thing is that's your body's innate intelligence at work because in menopause, you want to recirculate some of that estrogen to keep you feeling good and having some protection. Mm -hmm. So we see higher levels of beta-glucuronidase in menopausal women. But now with all the dysfunction in our food and in our stressful lives, we're seeing that level be elevated in premenopausal women. And that's what you don't want. And that causes mm -hmm. estrogen dominance as well. So it's like, you're just getting it from every angle. Every angle. We're just, yeah, it's really about balance, isn't it? That's what I'm hearing yeah. you say. It's always about balance. And then I always think about the gut too, because that's what I had to heal. You know, I remember the first and and they didn't have functional medicine doctors 30 years ago. So I saw an osteopathic doctor. Right. And, which I, and he, that's what I am. Okay. And I will tell you, now osteopathic medicine has been engulfed by allopathic medicine. So my first two okay. years of medical school, I learned all about the body, mind, spirit connection. We learned all of the musculoskeletal techniques to keep cool. you in alignment and do all of those things. And then you go to the hospitals and you do residencies and you're with the MDs and you get swallowed up by the MD world and you forget all about those mind-body connections. And it, it's, it's heartbreaking, honestly, how, mm -hmm. how much of the osteopathic um, training has been lost. It really has. And so there's very few DOs coming out now mm -hmm. that really have that mind-body approach because they're doing such MD-based, you know, training. So I just, you know, oh, that's, that's good to know too. I mean, I never knew that. I mean, I just yeah. was, you know, I was just seeking answers at the time, you know, just kind of looking for answers. And he was really good. He was really good at figuring out what sort of supplements I needed. Um, and he even yeah. like worked on my neck. He was yeah. like, did some cranial work on my neck and I was a softball player, Dr. Tabitha, and I could like hit the ball that year. I was a better pitcher than I was a, than I was a batter. But I remember because because he balanced all these nerves and all you know my whole cranial. It was very it was very cool. So he was really skilled. But it's sad to me to hear then that we're not that we're not putting those people out there. And I know you even found functional medicine because you needed that adjunct those answers for yeah. for gynecology. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so so we talked about how our gut health really affects affects everything. What are some tips, you know, that you can really give to us today on either understanding when we're out of balance or how to put us back in balance? And I know that's a broad question because everyone's going to have different symptoms. Maybe things that you see, you know, pretty much on a daily basis, some of the major symptoms, complaints. I would say it's really common nowadays for people to have digestive issues. So people come to me and I say, do you have bloating? They're like, oh yeah, I have that all the time. And it okay. has become so common that they think it's a normal part of life. When you eat food, 
you should not feel bad afterward. Like that was a surprise to me because I always felt terrible after I ate. Granted, I ate cheese and crackers, donuts, Mountain Dew, you know, whatever I could get my hands on, McDonald's, like I was in a rush or hospital food, good Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always felt terrible after I ate. I always felt tired, bloated, and I burped like crazy. I like, People used to know me by how loud my burps were. And it literally was because my digestive system was so Mm -hmm. messed up. I was not taking the time to slow down for my pancreas to even make digestive enzymes. Mm -hmm. I was in a rush on a go, stressed out on the way to deliver a baby. I was eating Franken foods that were toxic, right? And Mm -hmm. I was... Um, way over sanitized. So in the hospital, I was constantly putting hand sanitizer on every 20 minutes and killing off my good beneficial bacteria. And I did the same with my mouth. I would floss and swish and do all this stuff to kill everything. When in reality, all you're doing is giving the bad bacteria more opportunity to thrive. And so what I see in my practice every day is a lot of stomach bacterial overgrowth, with which leads to small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Mm-hmm. Put on acid blockers like protonics or omeprazole, and that exacerbates the issue because if you are chronically trying to suppress your acid production, you're actually going to let those bacteria live and get down into your intestines, and then they'll multiply there. And so it's really common for women to have bloating after they eat and feel like they're not digesting their food, have constipation Mm -hmm. and fatigue from all of that. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you have to slow down. You have to prepare your food, like smell it while you're cooking, actually enjoy the thought of the process and stimulate those digestive enzymes or take a supplement at the very least right? And help digest that food and get it out of your stomach. And, you know, I think that's very eye-opening for a lot of women. They're really surprised that it matters when and how they eat. Um, you know, it's not just organic because sometimes you get to the point where you can't even eat lettuce or vegetables anymore because you're just, digestive system is so messed up. And Mm -hmm. so I love doing stool testing. I love seeing the function of how everything is working. Are you making your enzymes? What's your immune system doing at the gut level? Mm -hmm. What kind of bacteria are living in there and running the show? Do you have yeast overgrowth? Because all of that is fixable and it affects your hormones and your fatigue and your joint pain. Like for me, giving up gluten changed my life. You know, yep. it probably did for you, it sounds like. Yeah, and- I changed it like 30 years ago, you know, and yeah. I still don't eat gluten and I still don't eat dairy, you know, and I still really don't eat a lot of sugar, you mm-hmm. know. And I mean, yes, I'll have a piece of bread when I'm out at a fancy dinner, but I take a di- an extra digestive enzyme. Yeah. So I found I- ways to work with it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I said it's key, but you do have to break up with sugar. Like if you're eating it on a regular basis, and I don't think the majority of Americans realize how much sugar they get. I know it's in my organic sausages from Whole Foods. 
nose. You know, so yeah, my tuna fish pack. <laughs> that I thought was yeah. so I was like, why is there sugar in my tuna? And you know, and- I treat people for sugar, so. I have sugar, right? And we do allergy and addiction treatments. And so I treat people for that so that they no longer will crave it. Um, And that does really help because that is an addiction, just like the alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. So that can change completely what's living in your gut. And the amazing thing is your gut will shift just with diet change. So giving, Mm -hmm. getting rid of the sugar or getting rid of the gluten, if that's like driving inflammation, dysfunction, your microbiome will shift, your gut lining will heal. And it's amazing that your body will get back into balance. You just have to work with the right person like yourself and do certain things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's such a good point because everything is digestion. And I remember when I was first starting out as a naturopath and people would come in, no matter what their issues were, I would be like, well, gosh, it's going back to digestion. And I'd kind of make mental notes. I was learning, you know, and I'd be like, oh, look at there it is again. And then I went to an energy work class and learned that we either digest life or it digests us. And then I was like, oh, there's the mental, emotional, spiritual piece that makes a lot of sense. And then I looked back at how when we moved to Taos from Chicago, and that was my healing years, I spent seven years up in Taos, there was like double rainbows, you know, you'd see after it rains, all of the mountains, it was gorgeous. Um, But I was taking my time to make my food, we went to the farmer's market, you know, it was all organic. And we would 995, we'd pray over our food, and that's a number to bless your food. And, um, And I didn't need digestive enzymes. And then I moved to, then I moved to Albuquerque and her life became more fast paced Mm -hmm. and I started working and I started noticing I needed digestive enzymes. So I tell people that story so they can understand that it depends on our lifestyle. What are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to be at the point where I couldn't tolerate any foods. I was constantly bloated and miserable and falling asleep at my desk between patients and My periods were crazy heavy. Like literally, I remember being out at an event with girlfriends and I bled through my pants. Like I put my hand down and it was red and they all laughed at me. Oh my gosh, you're the gynecologist. Why would you have heavy periods? And it's because I had that crazy stressed out life. And Mm -hmm. that was another epiphany I had was like, it really does matter. Like it, you cannot negate how powerful stress and sleep deprivation are on your health and on your sex hormones. So yeah, I've had a lot of experiences that have driven me to really helping women get to the root cause of their issues. And it's made all the difference. Like I said, I used to do four to six surgeries a week. I don't do any surgery now. And I heal so many more women and they actually return to a healthy state. It's not just that we're getting rid of some symptoms. That's really gratifying. You're doing such great work in the world. We are so grateful for you. And it's so neat that you can help so many women now with the real causes, you know, of their hormone imbalances and really help. Yeah. In such a, in such a beautiful way. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to turn that, turn the table here for a minute. So how do you, what do you do personally to keep your body healthy and your mind sharp? What is, what would you, say you do on a daily basis? 
Oh my gosh. So it is very important for me to activate my faith and say very connected to God and Jesus. Like I'm a Christian. And so that's where I go. And Mm -hmm. I encourage any woman to figure out what your higher power is that's guiding you in this universe. What do you believe? Why are you here? There's a bigger reason for having a nice house and, you know, doing Mm -hmm. the stuff the money there's a there's a bigger purpose figure that out mm-hmm. whatever it is stay connected to it on a daily basis because it's so easy to get caught up in day-to-day stuff that you do f- forget the bigger picture and you think mm-hmm. like oh my gosh this is the most important thing like our pool motor broke and it's like the whole world was ending what are the kids gonna do it's much- <laughs> right and it's like This is not that important. And if you can stay grounded and connected to your higher power, you're going to go through the day so much smoother and you're not going to be in that constant sympathetic overdrive stress mode because you know that the universe has your back. Everything's happening for you, not to you. It's like learn the lesson and move forward. Deal with it. Don't panic. And that has been my saving grace. So I start every morning, as soon as I'm aware that I'm conscious in my bed, I start rattling off the gratitude. Thank you, God, for my healthy body. Thank you, God, for this beautiful husband that's in the shower. Thank you that I'm about to do this today and meet, you know, and be on this podcast. And I just start cranking out the gratitudes and thanking God for stuff that hasn't even happened yet, for that already happened. And that pushes me into a future rather than waking up and thinking about what didn't I do yesterday? What failed? How did I suck? All that and get stuck in the past. Because if you do that, you will keep repeating. You will live in the past every day and you will never have a future and never live a different life. Right? So yeah, great tips. Yes. Yes. And when I go to bed at night, I say, dear God, Please give me energy and a strong body and great sleep so I can wake up and go running. And when I wake up and I do the gratitude, it's like non-negotiable. Oh, yep. God gave me sleep. I'm going running. And you, you make, you do those hard things. And after a while, you create new habits from those actions and it creates a new future. But if you constantly get stuck in the past and in the negative, you'll continue to repeat it, you know? Of course, of course. And I'm sure your faith, it sounds like your faith helps you a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like I get it. It's not for everybody, but that's how I was raised. That's what I believe. And I encourage everybody to find out what drives them and what brought them to this planet. Cause we're one tiny little blip, but we're actually pretty darn amazing. So I feel like we're here for some purpose, you know, and so figure out what that is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I see that when we don't have a purpose, it's harder to heal. Oh my gosh, without a doubt. Yeah. You know, you've got to have a purpose. So something needs to fill you up or drive you. Yeah. You know, kind of like when you see the people who retire and they don't have anything to look forward to anymore, you know, they need a hobby or a second career or a second something, you know, um, to definitely, definitely look forward to. 
I worked in a nursing home for two years and you always knew who was going to die because they made it clear a few days before, like, I give up, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. And they would make their declarations. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some people do that really early in their life and they might not say it outright, but their actions show that they've given up on themselves and on their dreams and on the possibility Mm -hmm. of a future. And, Sadly, I see a lot of women like that in their 40s. It's like they spent 20 years getting the family, getting the job, getting the body, getting everything that they thought they wanted, but they forgot to nurture their soul. And so all of a sudden they're like, who am I? My kids are gone and I, who am I? I, you know, I have nothing. And it's because Mm -hmm. they disconnected. And so like you said, you can't heal without reconnecting that part of you because the physical body is capable of anything, but you have to have that, that mental connection. You do. It's the mental, emotional, spiritual. It definitely is. And I encourage everyone to have a faith, whatever that is for them, you know, just have a a higher power, whatever. And it's going to be different for everybody, but definitely find that because that will feed and carry you through those tough times. Yeah, this has been so amazing. I want to ask you one more question. What one brain tip could you leave our audience with today? Ooh, so beyond the gratitude, the attitude of gratitude, I would say um, meditation was my game changer. Some people say it's... um, it's not for me. I can't turn my brain off. I can't focus. And I said, that's exactly who it's for. It's for people (laughs) with the monkey mind. You're trying to train your brain to do something. It's like going to the gym and trying to get strong muscles. You don't go in there and lift 40 pounds the first day and have like nice sculpted arms. You have mm-hmm. to go in there every day and do five pounds over and over and over again, and then 10 pounds and 15 pounds. And we can get control of our mind if we do that practice of being still, listening, and beginning again. Like I went through a whole phase where I just begin again. You know, I'd get aware of my thought, I'd be like, that's a crazy thought, stop being negative and begin again. And that was really a game changer for me to shift how I handled things throughout the day. It it helped me notice other people's um, words and how they communicated with me because it just gave me like this super sense of how things are being communicated and thought. And so I thought that was really helpful and it didn't take a lot of time. You know, I would do Mm -hmm. five or 10 minute meditations with Joseph Goldstein a couple times a day. And it was a little addictive, like, cause once you figure out how to do it, you want to keep doing it. Um, But that was really a game changer for me in understanding. Yeah. That there's more. Yeah, that's so beautiful. (laughs) People love to hear what other people do as their processes, as their morning and evening routine. And we get ideas from other people all the time. I feel like that's what podcasts are about. We learn from each other, you know, so that's such a great, great tip. And, And thank you so much for sharing that. 
And thank you for being the gutsy gynecologist and all the work that you're doing in the world, Dr. Tabitha. I just love how many women you're helping and you're helping their whole body, mind, spirit. And that's, I think, what I love about you. So again, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing. I know that you have a class too. You have an eight-week program coming up. Yeah, I love doing this class because it's like I get to interact with the women, you know, you watch a video the first day of the week and it sets you up for the week of what we're going to do. And then we meet a few days later and we get to connect as women. And it's a sisterhood of there's no judgment. We're all lifting each other up and supporting each other to help us be successful. And it's just getting back into loving your body again getting off the sugar train, right? Eating real whole foods and getting your gut healed up. And all of that tends to balance your hormones out. So for a lot of women, it's just a beautiful reset. It's like a foundational reset that they need. But I just find it so much more successful when we all do it as a sisterhood. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. We'll definitely post the link here, you know, so you guys can check that out and join Dr. Tabitha's eight-week program, her eight weeks, your gutsy hormone solution, being that sisterhood. So you can get super healthy. Yeah, this has been so awesome. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing today. This has been such a gift. Oh, my pleasure. And until next time, everyone, follow your heart, but take your brain with you.